2: Yeah. Huh? Boogie like Benson, I'm a I'm a hoodat. Long as I'm living, I'm a I'm a Lose or winning, I'm, I'm a who that. Sports coma, yeah, this is where we do that. Welcome, where we do that, 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 where where we do that, where we do that, where we do Touchdown. touchdown, the vision really belong to us now, us so now. much hate on the Saints, you could probably tell, <laughs> ever since Bounty Gate hit the NFL, yeah. when things seem fishy, and you probably smell, not. the crooked referees are Roger Goodell, yeah. Yeah. like this, and I'm a hoota. every day I'm living, I'm a hoota. I'm a Lose or winning, I'm a hoot at it. It's the sports coma. This is where we, where we do that. Where we do that. Where we do that. Uh, where we do that. Where uh, we do that. Where we do that. Boogie like this, and I'm a hoot at it. It's the sports coma. This is where
0: we do that. You're know, you listening to the sports coma yeah. with Big Q and the guys <laughs> on the PRO right. Media Network. Welcome, welcome, welcome! We're now, rocking with the sports coma with Big Q and the guys, we have intense, entertaining, educating. And then, like, talk from your favorite sports fan, much love to the Who that Nation. And, like, I've been saying for a long time, we up in this thing. Shout out to the fam, appreciate y'all for being in this stream. This one, you know, it's called uh Hopkins or Info, which is the best fit for the black and gold. So, first and foremost, happy Memorial Day to you guys. Hope you had a fantastic and family centered. Uh, Memorial Day. Hope you had a fantastic uh, weekend, three-day weekend as we get ready to start the short week, which is, <laughs> is pretty positive as well. So shout out to you guys and appreciate you for the support as we move forward. So please feel free, fam, to hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, and by all means, feel free to uh, share your thoughts in the comment section, in the chat. Let me know how you feel about which would represent the best fit for the Saints. And we th- we thinking from an economic standpoint, as well as a schematic standpoint. Now we, from, from a schematic standpoint, they both would work, but you know, you have to factor in so many things. So we're going to go over that in, in this edition of the coma. This won't be a, an extremely long episode. This would be a rather short episode of the coma. So feel free family to do me a service, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button. And by all means, feel free to share the, the link in your social media feed. I've always said that because it helps us out a great deal. So, Anyway, let's jump right into it. And this is the article that partly inspired it or the tweet from Jeremy Fowler of ESPN who says the question of DeAndre Hopkins best fits. And of course, he mentions the Saints in here. And this was a sparring on us, you know, or inspiring a lot of people to talk about DeAndre Hopkins and potentially a Saint matchup. So, I mean, there are several different free agents that we can actually look at and think about in terms of that's still available right now that can actually come in and help the Saints so we'll have an opportunity to kind of look at that uh between these two guys and we'll peek apart some other uh you know topics for the Saints at another day with the OTA's second phase of them coming up this weekend gonna be doing a lot of content on that so anyway let's get into it man as we start off shout out to the wire with this article here as ESPN suggests Saints as an ideal landing spot for ex-cardinal pro DeAndre Hopkins. So let's get into the article right here by Mr. Sigler. And he talks about could the Saints enter the sweepstakes for Mr. Hopkins and the wide receiver reached five Pro Bowls won three all pro nominations with the cards and the Texans. But the Cardinals signal their intent to tank the 23 season by cutting him days before the important NFL deadline on June 1st inside of Adam Schefter. Had uh, you know he dropped the interesting scoop. He said that this team, the, the Texans, been trying to trade DeAndre Hopkins for a while, for months. They've been trying to move him, and uh, they they didn't get any anywhere because he refused to kind of adjust his salary for the incoming team. There were several suitors that were interested, but he they didn't want to take Hopkins based on this, his current contract at the time. So anyway, let's look at what he said in the article. So how do the Saints fit what? Which, uh, Mr. Fowler suggested that the exact match while breaking down several of the best fits for Hopkins now that he's a free agent, Fowler said the Saints have won, uh, have, uh, excuse me, have <laughs> they won anything, but have enough room in the receiving core for Hopkins and enough salary cap resources to make their case. And this is what he was saying. Chris Olave is a primary receiver, but the Saints could use a running mate in light of Michael Thomas's durability concerns. The Saints don't really do The tear down, rebuild thing, and with a weak NFC South, New Orleans could see an opportunity to pounce. The Saints have a healthy cap outlook at 3.6 mil. Not the opposite would have stopped them. And Derek Carr is good enough to potentially entice Hopkins, who can continue to play in a dome in a warm weather climate. Number one, the NFC South, in my opinion, is not weak. All of these teams spending a lot of money to be very competitive in the NFC South. Outside of the Texans, I mean the uh, Texans, the Titans, the Titans, the Bucks. <laughs> I got the Titans, the Bucks, and the Texans all in same damn level, man. I mean, it just is what it is, right? We know the Buccaneers are not looking to kind of improve right now. I know we know they're looking at uh, Williams out of USC next year. We know what time it is, man. Why else would you pass up on Hinton Hooker and making some moves and selling with Baker Mayfield? So you know, come on. We know what time it is. So anyway, the compelling argument. The Saints level of interest remains uncertain. The only teams reportedly in on Hopkins when the Cardinals were seeking a trade with him was the Chiefs and the Bills, both of whom were ranked high by Fowler's probable landing spots that Hopkins has his choice of destination. Now, if the Saints are willing to outspend him, you'd think they would have entered the trade talks. Very good point. Creative salary cap accountant could fit Hopkins on the Saints books while still paying him the hefty contract he's seeking. For example, Derek Carr's deal only counts $7.2 million against the cap. In 2023, despite carrying a total value of 150, remember those escalating uh, contract totals and usually in the first year and even in the second year of these agreements, they're pretty manageable. And then it, then the back of the deal is backloaded. And then when we get to the back of the deal, the Saints kick it into the future with several years of phantom year contracts uh, or years on a, a deal to kind of span out that money. So it's not really. Uh, that issue so what he's saying is they could make it work from a contractual standpoint like the Saints used to do but if the Saints are looking for a new addition that wide receiver is likelier through a trade for another team becomes more financially viable after June 1st there's a lot of smoke linking the Saints uh with Hunter Renfro who's a slot man who would bring instant chemistry with Carr Hopkins would represent a bigger swing at the plate but someone like Renfro might better match what the Saints are willing to invest at the position. Now, this is a very good point on the Hopkins thing. And a lot of people like D-Hop. He's a fantastic wide receiver. The Saints could make it work with Hopkins. But what does a contract look like from DeAndre Hopkins? So let's span here and look at one of our favorite resources, Sport track and this is what they had to say about a average annual salary of the calculated market value for one DeAndre Hopkins at 30 plus years of age in nine year pro they're looking at 23 mil for him as an average salary market value of three year at over 69 million dollars which you put him in the 23 million uh plus annual salary and that puts him up there in the top five in terms of annual salary currently speaking it'll put him as you can see on this list with adams cooper cup stefan diggs It'll we'll place him right above brandon cook's with 23 on this list. So, is that the kind of money the Saints are willing to spend? We talk about it. And, and remember, the Saints have about $14 million right now, currently in cap, according to Sport Track <clears throat> and that they have. And I'll show you that after I finish breaking this down. But yes, this is what they can do. And real realistically, the Saints can pull off both options for DeAndre Hopkins. But that really depends. Like, if that was the case, what are we doing with Michael Thomas? You know, what are we going to do with Mike? if that's the case. So, I uh, this kind of looking at Hopkins over Michael Thomas that kind of contradicts their value to Mike to Michael Laffey he restructured his deal cuz that's basically what it do. If you bring DeAndre Hopkins in here and you is the top receiver is going to be Hopkins and Chris Olave and, and Michael Thomas is going to be kicked down to a slot guy. So <laughs> so if that's is that what we're doing here? That would be the move right there. So that would kind of make the Saints hypocrites to a degree because they decided to move on with Hopkins versus Michael Thomas besides before even giving him an opportunity to show that he's healthy for this upcoming season. So a lot of people will say, Q, whatever, we still got to get this popping and shaking. If you get an opportunity to land a guy like DeAndre Hopkins, you land. Only thing is you'll have, you'll have considerable competition from other people for DeAndre Hopkins services. So anyway, let's keep it moving and we'll go to the next article right here. And we talk about Hunter Renfro, the former, well, he's still a Raider right now, but a lot of trade uh, talk and speculation is around Hunter Renfro. And why, wouldn't, why would it not be tied to the New Orleans Saints? Well, he had a very good year last year, and he's very familiar with our $150 million quarterback, Mr. Derek Carr. The Saints have already given Derek Carr several familiar wide receivers, and, uh, well, you know, receivers, you got to tight end in and foster Monroe. You have the wide receiver, Mr. Brian Edwards. So why would Hunter Renfro not make sense for the Saints? He'll be the perfect slide guy there. Of course it does. If you bring Hunter Renfro in here, it does what does, you know, happen to Rasheed Shahid. It just thickens your wide receiver core, right? He doesn't start over Michael Thomas. He will definitely affect Rasheed Shahid. It'll make a, your wide receiver core that much competitive. A Hunter Renfro in there, which would be a very interesting commodity to have a guy like that. And of course, the question I would ask to who that nation is, when is the last time if you can acquire a Hunter Renfro and bring him into your offensive into your offensive uh, fold, and particularly into the wide receiver room? He would be instantly probably one of the best wide receivers at the slot position that we've had in some time. Right. You know, name. You know, and we've had some really good slot people. Uh, here over time, you, the, the the great one of the greatest slot weapons we ever had here is the is the great Lance Moore. You know, you had other similar guys that played the slot really well. We can call on like Jerome Payton and all these other guys. But Lance Moore kind of shines out in that position uh, more so than anybody in 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 past St. Louis. but Hunter Renfro, he gets there, man, he can potentially, you know, fi- fit right up under Lance Moore in that capacity because he does a really good job operating in the slot. You know, he blocks, he has a gift for finding the holes and finding little holes in the, in the zone and sitting on and knowing how to catch the ball. He takes hits. He's elusive. He's not a super fast wide receiver, but he catches everything that you throw to him. Real tough wide receiver. So anyway, let's dig into the article. Shout out to canal street chronicles for dropping the scoop right here. Things could be tricky in terms of compensation, but Renfro, fit is almost perfect he does fit the saints wide receiver room very well so multiple reports have come out over the past couple of weeks that the saints have interest in the raiders hunter renfro it has been reported that the saints have maintained this level of interest since the start of the combine back in march the raiders knowing that they will have to save money in a trade involving renfro after june 1st so that's the day we have to really watch out for is that june 1st which is close and it's likely the reason we're seeing these reports as we enter closer to that date now, with that being said, I like to detail what the compensation might be involving a trade for the receiver and how he would fit in the Saints offense. So what would a trade package, according to Canal Street Chronicles, look like? Well, they said the Raiders sent Hunter Renfro to the Saints. Saints sent a 2024 and 2025 fifth round pick. So two fifth round picks is what they're believing that it'll take to get Hunter Renfro. I don't know about that. The compensation part is a little tricky being the Saints are without a third and fourth round pick in next year's draft. Renfro value is likely around a fourth round pick due due to his positional value as a slot and an injury plague year. It also gets tricky when it comes to the money aspect. Trading Hunter Renfro after June 1st saves the Raiders almost 12 million. The Saints have the room to add Renfro right now, but would likely require some maneuvering of the cap. The Saints would likely add ask the Raiders to take on a portion of Renfro's salary in exchange for a higher draft compensation, you know, but they also don't possess one of that, you know, don't possess, you know, that would make them, you know, that they don't possess one that would make sense. You know, the two fifth round picks are probably the most reasonable compensation factor in and everything. The ain't so also with with letting those picks go as they are expected to be in a decent amount of compensatory picks for key players that walked in free agency last year. I think that the trade like this would make sense for both parties. So the fit Saints me, fam m- media believe that signing a foster my role was the final piece to the Saints offense in terms of versatility, the team would have that. And the, a and the reporter says, I don't fully disagree. I believe that adding Renfro to this group will fully solidify. This offense will likely truly have a specialist of every position. If you take a look at the depth chart right now, the Saints do not possess a true slot receiver in their offense. Yes. We see guys move around and play the slot here or there, but a guy who is tailored for the spot, Renfro brings exactly that. He's a high-value target, who's very crafty, can work the short and immediate routes. Yes, he can. Better than most, his ability to take advantage of mismatches, incredible short area quickness, and deceptive route running is something the Saints could use out of the slot. Absolutely. Rashid Shahid has the ability to do some of that. But we see Renfro catch over 100 passes and go for 1,000 yards just two seasons ago, so we know he can. Uh, do it. So adding Renfro alongside your big possession receiver, like Mike Thomas, your smooth, big play guy, Chris Oliven gives the Saints offense the perfect combination at the receiver position. It also just makes a ton of sense with the familiarity between Renfro and Carr. And that connection was very evident in the past. I think this would be the perfect move for the Saints. So shout out to the Canal Street Chronicle crew for dropping a scoop on us. But, you know, do you guys agree with this, with the writer on this that you can get, him for the fifth round compensation get him for two uh, to two two fifth round picks so uh, we'll see how that all works out and goes but at the end of the day man in terms of the familiarity knowing him it will be most interesting to see how exactly that will work now if you take a look at Hunter Renfro's contract as we always like to do here and the sports coma because we always pay attention to the economics of the situation currently as you can see he does have one more year or 2024 year. And then he has several nine playable years on his current deal, which, you know, he has left as a two year, $32 million deal according to sport track. And right now we're in this base salary of 6.5 million, the signing 1.8 and a roster of 4.3. As you can see, now that's you look at this contract for 2023, not a bad contract according to Sport Track. Not really a bad contract at all to absorb $6.5 million of a wide receiver you're familiar with. But you know, they do have the potential opt out. We know that they're looking to trade them June 1st, which is right around the corner, by the way. You know, he has one more deal a year left on the deal with the 2024 year at 11.1 mil. So if this is the thing and if it's between the two and we know that the Saints are are a team that could use another slot, man, The, the, the writer makes a great point on having a slot specialist. We don't have a slot specialist. We just have versatile wide receivers that can play the position. Right. Rashid Shahid operates right there. He can operate outside as well. We talked about that, that he can do. He's better outside than inside. But Hunter Renfro is one of these guys like a Wes Welker type. You know, he's that type of guy, like a Wes Welker. uh, What's the other guy I'm thinking about? He's like these guys. They have an uncanny ability to be able to, uh, you know, block and just be deceptive and crafty enough to move and find holes And sit on, you know, areas of the field with the quarterback and just check it down to him. He's a guy that does do a really excellent job of catching most of the majority of the passes that's thrown to him. The connections between Derek Carr, you can't beat that. And with the Saints offense, if you really want him to get truly comfortable, what is it to give up a fifth round draft pick? And he's right. You will get compensated back with compensatory picks. Uh, You know, for next year. So what is it to give up a few picks? If it's you talking fifth round picks, if that's what it takes to get a Hunter Renfro in here, you damn right. I give up fifth round two of them if you need be to get a starting slot math over the next couple of years that your quarterback is familiar with. You damn right. Now, what does it do? How does the potential trade with Hunter Renfro impact the Saints wide receiver room? It helps thicken the wide receiver room. It makes it even probably the most dangerous wide receiver room in all of the NFL is what it does. It really does. It makes it a very, very difficult room to deal with, you know, very difficult room to deal with. And then it provides weapons that your quarterback is very familiar with from his time with the Raiders. So, it's so many pluses and positives to the Hunter Renfro option versus the DeAndre Hopkins option that it's it's just utterly ridiculous if the Saints don't look to see what's gonna happen. Now the writers right, there was rumblings about Hunter Renfro, and of course, over time we had to wait to see when we get up to the June 1st uh deadline to see exactly how the Raiders want to handle this thing. So We'll see how it all goes, but between the two, and I know a lot of people like DeAndre Hopkins and what he does do, uh, he also improves the wide receiver room as well, but it's like one of those situations which you don't have all the money in the world, so it makes sense for you to, if you go in between the two, which one of the two makes the best sense sense for your roster. And I would have to lean more to the Hunter Renfro option because if you look at his salary according to track. That's a very uh, livable contract from the Saints' perspective that's sitting on $14 million. They signed all of their draft picks, I think, except for Isaiah Foskey. I think Foskey is the last remaining guy, if I'm not mistaken. Y'all correct me in the chat, but I think Isaiah Foskey is the last dude that had not signed his his contract yet. I think they got everybody under contract except for Isaiah Foskey. Y'all correct me. In uh, chat, um, if I'm wrong here, but I, re- I want to say I don't remember him signing his deal. I don't remember Isaiah Foskey signing that deal. So anyway, but anyway, they've got the majority of their draft picks under contract. They've gotten the starting wide receiver. Now, the thing's getting close to uh, training camp, like the big boy camps, they can feel free to kind of take a shot at one of these veteran defensive ends if they want. Even if they wanted to bring in a linebacker like I, like uh, Quan Alexander, who played for $1.2 million last year, that's very affordable for the Saints to solidify the linebacker core. So, you know, they get a veteran linebacker, uh, you know, like an Alexander, bring in. I, I still say the Saints need to bring in another interior defensive tackle, a nose tackle in particular, a veteran guy that can bring in to help out. And I'm pretty sure they will do these things as we get closer to camp. They will bring in veterans. That's when they usually do it right before the real camp comes in. You'll see the same sign veterans to add on to the team and they'll cut a couple of these undrafted guys. They do it every year. Not all these undrafted guys are going to make it to the big camp right before camp starts. You know, we always have an injury or two with somebody and the Saints see something else that they like better, and they decide to chop that guy off and bring this other guy in here. So I still say the Saints need a little bit more girth right there in the interior defensive tackle position, most, mostly nose tackle. People still want them to go and see if they can pencil in an end or a veteran in can help push the the end position, the defensive end position opposite of camp. The linebacker position behind Zach Bond because they believe in giving Zach born an opportunity, uh, could be Quine Alexander come in and help push that stuff. I would love to see that. You know, see that come around, but in it, but in terms of the Isaiah, the uh, the Hunter Renfro option, I really think between the two, and it's just my um, my thought process on it. I like DeAndre Hopkins, but I like Hunter Renfro's fit better. It's uh, his relationship with Carr, his familiarity with him, the fact that he did have some injuries and stuff like that. But what it does is you put him in the Saints wide receiver uh, room it just creates this whole beautiful effect there. I mean, it creates this ultimate competition. They'll have wide receivers all over the place and wide receivers that can do different things. You have wide receivers that can, uh, that can act as possession guys. You got a slide guy there. You got guys that are speed guys. So the Saints will have a multitude of different options. Taysom Hill can operate in the, as well as the tight end. And I mean, they will have several options around. And like I said, the only thing will stop the saints in terms of them really being a stellar uh, 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 offense, like a top five offense in the NFL is the imagination of Pete Carmichael, Carmichael and the passing game coordinator, uh, Coach Curry. So that's what it comes down in my book. But anyway, let me hear from you guys. Y'all let me know how y'all feel about that as well, and which would probably be the better option uh, as far as that goes. So anyway, and we're going to take a look at the cap according to Track as you can see right here, estimated cap Sport Track have the Saints over just 14 million so like I said, I wasn't going to hold y'all that long on this one, but y'all let me know how y'all feel about this contract. And I'm about these two options, about these two options. So let's kind of do a brief recap here uh, as we're talking about D hop, which would make the best sense between them. We know they're two really good, fantastic wide receivers. Hopkins is an all wide receiver that the Cardinals released trying to save some money. They couldn't trade him because he re- re- wouldn't rework his deal. Uh, so he's out there, and there are teams that are trying to put him with the Saints and all this kind of stuff. But you know, if you put you picked up DeAndre Hopkins, that's kind of waving off Michael Thomas in my book. You know, Hopkins starts next to Chris Olave, and that would be a phenomenal wide receiver core. It would be absolutely phenomenal if the Saints were able to bring DeAndre Hopkins onto the team. But like I said, it won't be cheap. You know, we're talking about a guy that if he signs a deal, maybe a two or three-year deal with you, a three-year deal with you, and this would look like, according to Sport value values, three years at almost $70 million, an average of $23.2 million a year is what the S calculated market value for a top-level wide receiver, even though he's over 30 years old with nine years' worth of experience. He's still a guy that can give you phenomenal numbers and help your offense be one of the best in the game. So wherever he ends up, he's going to have a major impact in the wide receiver room, but he is a guy that should—that's coming in will be a, a a a big time weapon, and it definitely—if the Saints add him, it will definitely take the offense to another level. But it definitely signing him does mean that that pushes Michael Thomas down because it'll be him and Chris Olave operating there, and then it'll push Mike down to what slot. And don't get me wrong—you don't think Mike can work that slot. I think Mike can work that slot. So it will be an intriguing option to see that happen to have those guys, man, that'll be probably the, that to me would be probably the best trio of wide receivers in the NFL if Mike could stay healthy. So uh, that, that, that's what that'll do. So you have the money issues with the move that can ultimately bring DeAndre Hopkins to the saints and the saints could finagle that. They could definitely do that with $14 million. They can kind of work that money and kind of have that first year way down in dumps. And then it, it kind of has to have an escalating year type model, how the Saints use the work. And so it'll be some management that they will have created money management type stuff that, that Mickey Loomis and Kyle Arley would have to work with. But that would definitely say, set the Saints wide receiver room off. And then of course we talk about Hunter Renfro and his addition between the two, they're both two phenomenal wide receivers. Hopkins on this, is a whole nother level, but Hunter Renfro makes a lot more sense. If you look at the money <clears throat> that he's coming in at 6.5 million, he had a two, almost a two million dollar signing bonus with them. <clears throat> so outside of that, and then he has another year left in twenty twenty four at eleven point one mil. So you take him who has uh familiarity with a guy like uh Derek Carr. You put him onto the team. His money is okay. You would have to surrender what you know a couple of fifth round picks according to the article to to get him to come here. You know so. You get a slot, man, and it, it'll be a phenomenal look for the team as well. And it really, truly, if you think about it, the sec- second option, Hunter Renfro, makes a lot more sense than the DeAndre Hopkins uh, uh, model, even though it'll, be, it'll look good on Madden, to be honest with you. But Hunter R- Renfro comes in and will fill that slot. It'll thicken that wide receiver room. It'll just be a phenomenal time going on in the in the Saints offense, man. That'll boost us even higher, man. So, that will be phenomenal. So, either one of these guys are good options for the Saints currently sitting at 14.2 uh, uh, plus mil in the books. So, with that being said, fam, let's come in the stream on that. I'd like to thank you guys for chiming in on this episode of The Coma. Once again, happy Memorial Day to you guys. Appreciate you uh, today. Shout out to our veterans out there uh, and all the great and fantastic uh, veterans that's out there. Shout out to you guys. Appreciate you and your dedication to what what you've done and and your great sacrifice. I have veterans in my family. Uh, my grandfather, uh, rest his soul, he was a veteran, an army veteran. So shout out to all our veterans out there, all our fantastic people, and shout out to the Who that Nation man and all of our uh, great Saint Thank Tank family members. With that being said, listen, please feel free to hit the like button, hit the subscribe button. I'll be back on Tuesday on Patreon, family. If y'all want to join me on Patreon simply join or become a member of this of the uh channel here or look in the, sh- the link in the description section below for the patreon you can click that link and go there and sign up for patreon we do all kind of stuff we do film study and everything on patreon and all this kind of beautiful stuff so support the stream sign up for patreon it's a big thing that we like to do as we move forward uh to try to build the platform heading forward a lot of big things happen moving ahead fam so please feel free keep supporting fam we got protvprotv onecom that's available please support our content creators also the who is our regular headquartered site where we have articles our own articles we also have our own posting all of the stuff across the several different platforms that we operate out of all of that stuff is headquartered there you can check it all out merch and everything in the link uh, link uh tree, link in the description section. Anything and everything helps us keep building and doing what we're doing. So with that being said, I'm going to get out on that. Much love to the fam. Appreciate y'all. And y'all have a very good afternoon. I'll holler at y'all on Tuesday. Peace and hootay. Yeah. Huh?
2: Boogie like Benson, I'm a hootay. I'm a who Long as I'm living, I'm a who I'm a <laughs> Lose all winning i am a to who Sports coma, yeah this is where we do that Where we do that eh Where we do that eh Where we do that where we do that where we do that eh Boogie like and i am a to who I'm a Sports coma this is where we do that Welcome, welcome, welcome Somebody please better help. help. Running this thing like else. Thank God every day I'm not a felt. Go to YouTube live with Big Q and the guys. guys. If you ain't ride or die, die. the bandwagon get flipped. Been marching in, that was way for the ring. I was yelling out your shape for the championship. Cut fucking on town, duck down, Falcons, pluck, get shut down. down. Panthers ain't much. Touchdown. Touchdown, the vision really belong to us now, so much hate on the Saints, you could probably tell, ever since Bounty Gate hit the NFL, when things seem fishing and you probably smell, the crooked referees on Roger Goodell, like this and I'm a hoota. Hoot every day I'm living, I'm a hoota. Lose or winning, I'm a who that. It's the Sports Coma, this is where we do that. 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 Boogie like this and I'm a who that. It's the Sports Coma, this is where we do that. You're listening to the Sports Coma with Big and the guys on the P-R-O Media Network.
0: That that's right the who that daily.com your one-stop shop for everything to all the saints to all the pelican lsu tigers and even the top flight boxing so if you're a who that you're looking for a place to stay up on your team the who that daily.com is your site The who that for the sport who that in all of us
1: up to a hundred dollars, just visit prizepicks.com slash play one hundred and use code PLAY One Hundred. That's code PLAY ONE HUNDRED at PrizePicks slash play one hundred for a first deposit match up to a hundred dollars. Picks Daily Fantasy Sports Made Easy.
2: You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People are the worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel.